Hey, Pepin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about flying robots. Ooh, flying robots. Do they have, like, guns and, like, say, lasers and also, like, I don't know, like, nunchucks? They'll definitely shoot you with a camera. Oh. Well, that's kind of lame. Wait, actually, is that just the camera that they use to see you when they aim their sights? Nate, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. How about you, Meter? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. And we are here today with good friend of the show and multi-time guest, Kirsten from New Hampshire Web Designs. How's it going today, Kirsten? Good. Can I just say I absolutely love your podcast voice. Thank you. I, I love I've it. I've <laughs> owned it for, for many years now, so I'm glad to hear that it's working out. Um, <laughs> so well, we're talking today about, about drones, and I'm sure that's going to get into some of the other things that you do at New Hampshire Web Designs, like like marketing and SEO and all of that. But we'll kind of let the conversation take itself there, and we'll start by just talking about, talking about drones in general, because I think that they're super, super interesting. Um, I, now I know you do, uh, do some drone work yourself, Kirsten. I do. I actually just became a, uh, FAA licensed commercial pilot a couple of months ago. That's intense. Yeah. I've filled out paperwork for that. So I know exactly how difficult that is. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a process. It's actually like a pretty strong reason as to why a lot of people will, like they'll buy a drone thinking it's just going to be a fun toy to play with and like take video with. And then they suddenly learn like, oh, I have to register it. Like I can't fly it above 400 feet. If I do, I could get a fine within like thousands of dollars. Um, can't fly near like airports without um, like air traffic control permission. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot. It is it's a lot to handle. I honestly think that's a good I a good thing because uh, drones can be a little bit uh, dangerous if you don't know how to use them properly. Like I don't know, you could you could cause some real damage if you messed up. That is true. That's why I have drone insurance. But a lot of hobbyists and people who like, yeah, I have drone insurance. Okay, I have to make sure if my drone, like, if in the middle of the flight, a motor, like, I don't know somehow heats up and malfunctions and my drone falls. Like if if my drone fell on your roof while your company was uh, fixing that client's roof, mm -hmm. my drone insurance would have covered up to $500. Oh, wow. Of like repair. Well, that's good. That's definitely good then. Yeah. Or wait, was it 500? No, I think, I think I have a $500 deductible and then they cover the rest. I got it back in April. And it's just like on a recurring payment. So, so it mostly covers damage to the property. Does it cover damage to the drone? Um, you know what? That's actually, I actually don't know that part. It talked more about property than it talked about the drone itself. It's yeah. not through DJI. So. And was your impetus for getting the drone mostly to do with like, say, uh, getting videos for clients? Or is it more just like a hobby that you just wanted to uh I knew utilize? I always wanted to make money flying drones i just 
it took me almost three years to finally get my pilot's license. Um, it was actually kind of funny. It's like the second the pandemic hit, that was like the first thing I did because at that time there's really nothing else I could do other than like finish my homework and then study for like a week so I could take this drone exam, the part 107 exam. And how long did it take to earn the skill of flying a drone? Was it pretty easy? Well, when you oh. have a DJI drone, the way they built it, it's actually pretty easy to fly. There's definitely quite a bit of a learning curve to it because it's like once you feel like you figured one thing out, you find like 10 new features that could help you fly even better and grab more like compelling and engaging video. Really? Okay. This yeah. is a whole world I didn't know really yeah. existed. So there's like more than just like left, right, up, down. Like like there's more there's more than that. Oh yeah, there's oh, okay. more than that. But that's not from a DJI drone. I actually oh this is this is sick. So I just bought parts for an FPV drone, which is something that I have to build and like solder mm -hmm. together. But the way FPV drones fly is like. It's the type of point of view you would see when you're on a roller coaster. You can make it fly in any possible direction that you want. You can have it dive down over the edge of mm -hmm. a cliff. You can like spin it around as it's going down that cliff. So it's just like this epic shot of like maybe like a massive waterfall. But the video itself is like spinning. So the waterfall is like rotating around the screen. Mm -hmm. I can show you. I mean, I'm screen sharing. I could show you an example. Yeah. This is going to be yeah, fun for me. Yeah, Let's and we'll see. just narrate it. I'll pull that up real quick. Are those like the ones? Because I've seen like these drone videos where people do all this like these trick drone videos where they like go through these abandoned buildings and kind of do all these crazy things. They like go up, down, around, around, and do these crazy things. It's this is exactly okay, what that okay. is. All right, so we got a video here, and oh, hey, trees. I like trees. I mean, these are all amazing shots. These look like. Yeah. So instead of it going like just forward, it's actually kind of like rotating down into this stuff. Like. See how it's like tilting back and mm -hmm. forth. My drone can't really like. Do it as smoothly as this one. But when you're flying like this, it's mostly. How good are you at flying a drone? to get shots like this right there's more of a skill aspect because it, it's just a matter of not crashing the drone and also getting like the artistic kind of uh license in there a little bit of both i'd say yeah, yeah. this guy probably has like 300 plus hours of like flying under his belt like as of the making of this video i'd say bare minimum right so this video is like uh, it's a drone we can't see the drone this is from the you know the cameras on the drone but it's flying over his mouth and it's kind of doing these all these little like uh maneuvers with the camera so uh, so the camera is that separate being separately controlled from the actual drone itself it must be there are two cameras on the drone there's one that connects to a headset that you wear so you can see where you're flying and then the other one is like a gopro that you can attach on top of it uh -huh. to get higher quality shots now we got a video but of them following like a skier as they do like flips like it's pretty crazy how they get get that tracking so well. Cause tracking, it's not it's not tracking. That's the just the person flying that well. Really? Yes. Oh. Huh. Yeah. What's I I watched Kirsten using the drone at 
when she was uh, filming some people doing roofing work. And it was crazy to me, like how level the thing stays. Like if you just hold straight up, it just goes straight up. It doesn't tilt at all, which made for you, like you doing some pan shots looked so smooth. And I'm sure a lot of that comes down to the skill of the person who's controlling, who's driving the drone. Um, but it, you made it look so smooth and the shots that came from that were really, really impressive. Yeah. There were some shots where I was, um, where I was definitely using the software within DJI to track, um, like using machine learning to track certain objects within screen. But mm -hmm. there were also at some points where I really wanted to have more of like a manual made type of shot so it looked kind of different mm -hmm. like there was one shot that i got of mel putting in the skylights and i mm -hmm. was able to fly upward while rotating around it at the same time while also tilting my camera down yeah that's very very i was cool. controlling a lot <laughs> but i have to because the more i practice like a manual mode on my current drone the better i'll be prepared for the you know the drone i'm gonna have in like two weeks when all the parts come in okay so we're gonna have to back up for a second because these drones are using machine learning yeah dji does the fpv drone won't i mean i could like install it if i want to but then it would just i'm pretty sure i'd be at the mercy of the ai forcing my fpv drone to fly a certain way whenever i would use the um tracking technology there are drone kits where you can use machine learning to like build your own uh face tracking drone so i want to get this straight though what was it doing with the machine so it's tracking but is it this kind of flying on its own and kind of tracking a certain subject and kind of just flying a certain distance away from it yeah you can program it to do all of that too what yeah that's great okay because <laughs> I, I heard of something a little while back about like how they're making a drone that could follow you around essentially and people are saying that's a bad idea because they're loud and blah 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 but you know i saw that up there but i didn't know they actually had that technology out there i thought that's something they were making so oh, they're, they're not that loud they're not that loud and they're least, not yeah. at least not like when it first fires up you hear the whirring mm -hmm. But if it's like any amount over your head, you don't hear it at all. What? When she was flying it around up like above like roof level, I I didn't hear it. Mm -hmm. You hear it when it comes back down, but like I didn't hear it buzzing around. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've also read that it produces like like seventy decibels or something, but then like an ATV will produce around like ninety to like hundred and twenty, depending on like the power of it, I guess. So I find it like, like personally, and I'm not gonna, you know, like, like, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm kind of bashing the idea of bashing drones, but as a, an official like drone pilot, I get uh, upset and I can't fly in certain areas because people have complained about drones being loud, but then there's also like, you know, ATVs kind of blaring off in the distance yeah well let's be honest motorcycles motorcycles are the loudest thing oh my god that exist oh my god mm -hmm. they are and they're so loud i'm okay with motorcycles for the most part but 
uh, my neighbor over here, like they will sometimes start the motorcycle up and just keep it in the driveway, just revving up occasionally, Why? like at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, there's no point. What are you doing? Do this at like, aren't you just like wasting like micro amounts of gas just by like having it sit there and yeah, or, like you know. I mean, shooting it depends. The shit on your phone with friends. If they're working like... on it, then they may need it on, but they're definitely loud. Like I have some that like I call um sporting events here. So and I have my windows open in front of me, and sometimes a a motorcycle will drive by and it's just the it's so loud I have to mute myself. It's like really, really brutal. So I definitely get get that, but I, I didn't find the drone to be loud at all. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was also on a construction site where they were putting on a roof, so maybe in comparison it wasn't loud. Um, but I I can't see it being like you don't want a drone near you because they're so loud. Being like a legitimate a legitimate concern. Now, what does what does like using a drone to to create videos and and all like creating videos in general do in like a marketing sense? Why would that be an important thing? I guess it really depends on the industry. Personally, I love the idea of having like drone video for your business to show off your location, especially if it's in an area where it might be like harder to find, or you just want to like give people an idea of like a bird's eye view, like this is kind of what's around, zoom in, this is where we are within Mm -hmm. this entire location. Obviously, there's, like, certain industries where, like, drone video is, like, okay for the whole video. Um, But I feel like in most cases, just to have that location reveal and then, like, you know, not, not like, like, separate video, but, like, a separate type of video where the rest of it's shot on a DSLR and it can talk about, like, the story of the business, like, you know, how it started or... Uh, if they wanted to do like a marketing campaign for themselves, if they're making some sort of offer. Um, but why is it? Cause like why if not, a restaurant reached text? out to me, why not a picture? Why not? Why not something like that? What makes video so different and so much? It sounds like you're saying better in a lot of ways. Video gets 1200% more engagement on average on Facebook, like Twitter and all other social media. And uh, pictures, infographics, and articles combined. That's a very powerful stat. So, so that's video... why video is more important, unfortunately. I hate to say it. It's more expensive, well, but it's also like it, the amount it's engaged like on social media is, is just staggering. And then on top of that, um, what is it? I think I think HubSpot did... uh, they did a study or was it Moz? It was either one of them they did a study where uh, they discovered that there were people who watched certain videos and they were asked to like talk about what was in the video a month after versus like images just to see if they like recognized the video or, or like versus the image and their retention rate for the video lasted a month or greater, where the retention rate for the image, um, think, lasted anywhere between like three days and two weeks hmm. on average. 
Interesting. See, that I could kind of get and understand. Well, because I've noticed something that annoyed me for a while, but it's going like Facebook, like a lot of times what people will post is they don't post images. They post like pictures of text, right? And yeah. eventually I, I started realizing that, you know, maybe the different kind of fonts is something they like, but it's also kind of the spacing and everything. But it's, it's mostly... I don't know, people like the picture of the text more than this text because it's kind of ironic. The internet was supposed to kind of create it so that, you know, we could transfer this text and then maybe style it a little bit in the browser. But it's like, okay, now we're sending images of text. And now it's popular, I think, probably because of uh, increased internet speed. And now we're getting videos of text and videos of, like, videos of things that don't need to be videos, essentially. Like, it, it could be done just with text or it could at least be done with a picture. But they're going with video. And I, I think kind of what you're indicating there is like the video is probably getting more engagement even if it's a tiny bit more you know a bit more of i don't know of freely than the say an image or just text it's going to get people actually watching a little bit more it you know granted it is a video yeah i mean it has to do with motion as well our eyes are naturally drawn to like two things um motion and like I guess the best word I could use for this is like features. So like if you're in a if you're just like driving in your car going down the highway and you have a bunch of like black, white, brown, uh land colored cars around you, and then suddenly this like you know, bright red Lamborghini like either and even speeds by you. Like if they speed on the other side like, if you're heading north and they're going south, like, you'll kind of notice it and you'll be like, oh, like, that's different. Your eyes just naturally move towards things that are in motion or things that are um, unique feature-wise. Hmm. I think things that break patterns are really, really, like, that's, like, very human to notice patterns and then when it breaks it makes it like your eyes immediately draw to that yeah uh, which is super super fascinating i think the little videos that get me on facebook are like the ones that like they show you like how to make like some crazy cake or something like something that's kind of oh, unique it's so it's a trap yeah it's a trap and then you're like oh i want to see it like you don't actually want to watch it but then you just want to see how they do it and then they show you like six other cakes and then you're like, okay, oh, here's the cake I wanted to see. And then they show you like another cake, and you're like, okay, let's watch this. Shit, fuck. And then you get just like just stuck, stuck in this cake loop. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I really Facebook. like is that they do like a like I'll be scrolling through and I'll see something that'll pique my interest for like a second, but I'll end up like watching it, and then I'll it'll pause and it'll say, do you want to continue watching on Facebook Video? And I'll be like, thank you, Facebook, for saving me. Now I can keep scrolling because it paused itself. Yes. I, I would have watched the whole thing if it didn't pause. That is true. So that, that I'm, true. Always, I'm always very thank thankful for that. Sometimes I'll click the video and I'll watch the whole thing. I'll be like, yeah, that was interesting enough. I'll finish watching that. Or I want to see how this ends. But usually it's, oh, my God, I'm free. <laughs> Which is <laughs> fascinating that, that I have that mentality. That is nice. See, the only time that I get free from videos on Facebook is whenever, like, in the middle of the video, they're like, here's an ad. I'm like, nope. And then I scroll <laughs> yeah. down. That's another one, too. I'll immediately, <laughs> okay, not worth it. 
yeah, I I work very hard to not have ads in my life at all if I can help it. Fair. At least in video form. Unfortunately, I like I almost have to look at ads in a way just so that I can kind of keep up with what the ad style is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole kind of design pattern where it's like uh there's this famous book made called Don't Make Me Think and it's all about designs and the idea is that you want to present information to a user in a way that they just have intuitive understanding of what's happening and they don't have to think. And the more they have to think and use cognitive load, the more likely they are to just disengage. So like in mm-hmm. Meter's example, the fact that he has to like uh, click on something to get to something makes him not, not want to engage, you know? It's yeah. fascinating. It's even like a small little thing like that. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I don't want to really click on the video here. Or sometimes for myself, like there might be a video that I see pop up, but you know, it's got sound to it and I can't hear the sound and I have to go in and click on the little, you know, sound icon and, you know, maximize it. It's just like, ah, it's too much work. Let's go to the next one. Oh. There's I hear a, that. There's a YouTube channel called Funhouse that's part of Rooster Teeth and they play this game called Google Trends where they're given a keyword and they, there's two teams and each team has to choose a word to pair with that keyword and they pit the two phrases search terms against each other and see which one ranks higher comparatively and what they've found over time is that the simpler the search term the higher the chance that it's going to be ranked higher that more people are going to be searching searching it so you don't people don't type in uh, vehicle repair they'll type in car repair they won't type in mechanic. They'll type in uh, car repair. Like they'll they'll always keep it super super simple. The shorter the word, even if it's by one letter, uh, or the easier to spell, the more likely that people are going to type that in over other things. So the least amount of keystrokes, clicks, anything, as a business that you can create between somebody wanting the thing that you do and uh taking an action the least amount of work possible is what you want to do even if it's a single click and i think that example of the the videos shows exactly that if it even if it's one extra click even if it's one extra letter get rid of it i can just see nate's face right now he's just like deep in thought Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so deep in thought he seemed to be zoning out to me (laughs) <laughs> As it's like a uh, marketing because I, I know Meter and Kirsten, you're a little bit more on like the marketing side of things. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a bit more on the like, oh God, I'm being marketed to again. Like, like okay, there's I'm... some good parts to it, right? Because I'll do this thing purposely where let's say I'm interested in something. Like, let's say I want to buy some new software, like a new guitar or something. Like, I'll start doing a bunch of searches for it and kind of look through amazing, lots of things. And then eventually, I want, you know, Facebook or Google to generate me a bunch of ads for those things. That way I can figure out what's the best product for me. Like I try... shopping through automated ads. Yes. <laughs> Nate's living in 2026. It, well, <laughs> a lot of times they'll like suggest things you didn't even know you needed or wanted. It's just like, oh, hey, this is a product that exists. Oh, okay. Like, like, cause I don't know. There's some sort of algorithm that figure stuff out like things you didn't know you wanted or you know you it gives you like a view of the world or let's say that you start searching like uh 
certain things about i don't know some topic like web design or something like that like it will kind of give things in the same kind of a vein that are maybe related but not super the thing you're looking at which can be helpful because you can it gives you an idea where to look next uh, that's one nice thing that's helpful with the youtube algorithm so youtube like if you search for a certain term it'll find other things so if you go on a certain kind of uh you know purposely like a tirade of just kind of looking up a certain subject or a certain kind of area they'll kind of naturally guide you into areas that which are similar but not exactly the same which can help you learn mm -hmm. like skills are missing you know, little missing gaps but overall i don't like being marketed to there was a uh, i don't i don't mind being marketed to because i'll usually ignore most of the stuff and because a lot of times it will end up getting me discounts if i put something in a cart and then sit it for you know a couple of days uh -huh. a lot of times i'll get a discount on it or they'll send me some sort of coupon but the marketing i don't like is when somebody like doesn't understand how people are using their ad so i have an example of last night i was on facebook just scrolling in between games of cod and there was this ad for a roofing related product called the pitch hopper and i'm like oh that's interesting what is it so i click on the ad and it says make your roof uh roof work productive with the pitch hopper roof wedge and then it shows like a picture of it on the roof and it says a soft foam bottom allows it to stick to the roof dual angled wedge for body support slash working surface but so i the the link has a shop now link but I'm like, I want to learn more about it. I don't want to shop now. I want I want learn more. So I think they should use the learn more button. So I click shop now, which takes me to the website, to the buy link. And I'm like, okay, I want to find about. So I go to the about section and it's super basic. And then I'm like, okay, this is not explaining what this product is at all. What is the product? I don't understand like the concept of the product. Is it for standing on? Is it for putting materials on? Is it for what is it for so i go to the faq which is the next link in in the thing that seems like it'll make sense to find out what is this product nothing no like the information is really basic like how much does it cost is the foam pad replaceable questions like that for people who already know what the product is i'm like here's what your ad needs okay you need a learn more button that takes you to a page with a video that shows you exactly what the thing does and then a description of the product. And then at the bottom of all of that, uh, you put a buy link. Don't send me to the buy link without telling me what the product is. I'm not going to buy it without knowing what it is. I but might laugh. Oh. Apparently, my, my I was telling my buddy about this and he's like, oh, well, I went to pitchhopper.com and it, there's a video right on the homepage. I'm like, the homepage is the last place I'm going to be looking for a video about what the product is. Like, why would that be the first place I would click? If I'm going to pitchhopper.com, that's great. But that's not where they directed me. So maybe the link should direct me to the homepage. At the very, that would be smart. At the very least, it should show you, like, give you, like, a like a mission statement. Or not mission statement, like, but, the, like, the like tell you why you need it right because like well they they did do that they're like it will make you more productive and like all these things i'm like but how how does it make me more productive it's just a piece of plastic well right well because it wants to give like the idea in the pitch there like like think of like those like stupid infomercials that come on it's like i have an issue with uh i don't know your plumbing well get this thing because you know wiki valves blah, blah, blah. Like, it goes through all the different use cases for that product 
and then kind of pitches it as the solution to that product. And it kind of maybe gives you an idea of the application, but it'll give you all the reasons why you want to get this product. So it's kind of but, in there. But here's the thing. You're like, uh, you know, leaky valve spray, uh, but it'll say, um, do you have leaky pipes? Want to resolve them? Buy leaky valve spray. With one single application to the pipe, it seals in the cracks, preventing leaks going forward, which gives these benefits. So it like explains how it works and then what the benefits are. This explains what the benefits are without any indication to how it works. Mm -hmm. So like increases productivity. What the f does that mean? That doesn't mean anything at all. Like I can say increases productivity for anything in the world, but it doesn't mean anything. How does it increase productivity? How coffee does this increases thing work? productivity. Exactly. So like if, <laughs> if you're like coffee, buy coffee. You've never heard of coffee before. And it's like it increases productivity. Pour it in a cup. Like, okay, how does that increase my productivity? But you drink it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you if it showed a video of somebody brewing coffee and then drinking it, that would make sense. Like now I understand how you use this product. But this just shows a piece of plastic on a roof says it sticks to the roof and it increases your productivity and that doesn't mean anything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can i just say something mm -hmm. i'm picturing this like marketer with like a bruce banner hulk hulkish voice like mm -hmm. somewhere somewhere deep in montana trying to sell this product and he's just like he's just like no think only buy <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect just like that meme <laughs> that that is a big thing with marketing though is they i mean maybe not good marketing as kind of steve's indicating or maybe it's good mar i don't know it depends but uh, a lot of times the end goal is to get the person just to add the thing to their cart and buy it right you know and once they bought it that's what you like, like that's the end goal so everything you try to do is get them to put it in their cart and buy it make it as easy as possible because the more steps you put in between that the, the less likely they are to buy it so, can mm -hmm. I just throw something in here that's going to be like really funny? Yes. Okay. It be so, really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. And then let me tell you this is Pepin from Post, and the story was real funny. But this episode is getting awfully long. And it's way too funny to begin with. So, we can't make this episode too funny. So, hey, tune in next time to We Need to Talk. And we're going to cover this funny, funny story from Kishin. It's worth it. it involves porn. We need to talk.